0: Barkley, he's picked out target. great ball towards the far post, and it's finished off beautifully. A it. out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. On the the oh, you Douglas
0: Luiz, searching ball, and it's sent back in. And Ollie Watkins arriving on the scene. They move. Can all of them? Bellerin, in holding, all
2: of them. Realish again, on the move for Aston Villa, and this is Oli Watkins!
1: Lord of the f- f***ing... Oh, he, he, he ain't good enough for Arsenal. He are mad him, yeah, I said, F***ing Grealish is enough been. for yeah. run all over us Now He's a bull crap. Absolute yeah. tactics yeah. were, f***ing... The team. players are f***ing... Useless in piles of
0: William, all of them off, off, load of sh- all of them. Sure. Every single f- player on the pitch today, f- useless bunch of f- embarrassing. What kind of performance is that? Off, bull performance, Bulls- managerial decisions, all of it. Now we've got to sit for two weeks through f- Gareth Southgate. F- you.
1: To
0: witness a monumental throwdown Yes, yes, welcome back to another episode of FPL Bros. We're up to episode 34, and we just thought we'd hit you with a little preview of the international break, and also uh, looking back on our Game Week 7, I think it was. Yep, Game Week 7.
2: Reflection.
0: Oh. It was game week eight, actually. It's just coming up on my screen right now. It's game week eight, eight, so, yeah. Do you know, I missed
2: missed game week seven. That's why I think I was thinking back to game week seven.
0: (laughs) All right, wonderful, wonderful. So, yeah, as we're recording, I think England just finished their friendly against the Republic of Ireland, which is 3-0. England?
2: I thought we were going to talk about Ghana's game today with Sudan, where they won (laughs) 2-0. Who? Ghana played today, didn't they? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, go on. Let's talk about some of the games that that have happened uh, yeah. this week.
1: You're all about to witness a monumental blowdown.
2: But first, we'll, we'll do the
0: scores as always. And um, even though I had another frustrating week, or do you want to start first? No, you go first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got 59 points and. That was just four above the average, which inevitably meant that I got a red arrow. Um, Ouch. yeah. I mean it, you, know, you, you need to smash the average generally if you want to get anywhere. So I mean I don't I'm not gonna go into too much detail because it'll be coming up on the screen in the YouTube version. Obviously, I like captain K and him and along with Salah got the, the best individual scores. But I think what really got got me was the Arsenal v Villa game. And, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know. And maybe <laughs> I, I shouldn't complain because it's been that kind of season and a lot of people have been getting the thin end uh, in a, many of the results that we've been having so far. But I honestly thought that Arteta had sorted that defence out. So, of course, I took out Wambasaka Saka, uh, who I think got two points anyway, for Bellerin. And then they go, go and lose 3-0. And uh, yeah. so he gets one point. And I, my goodness, my, my goodness me. And, you know, you were saying like, no, it was Jamie. Jamie actually said on the chat, didn't he? He said, when, when Arsenal beat Man United 1-0, he said, well, if I'd been there, you would have got that prediction right. I would have reined you all in. Great. Yeah. So we have him on the show. He completely fails to rein me in when I talk about Arsenal's fantastic defence, how I'm going to get in Bellerin. And this is what happens. <laughs> I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm chill. I'm chill. It's going to be a calm, relaxing season for me. I've accepted I'm never going to win the Originals League. and just Don't say that. that.
2: You're only, you're only second. <laughs> you're second. You're second. You're so close. Oh,
0: dear. It's slipping away. But I think you know this is where reality hits home. I had a decent enough start, but I'm, I'm running out of ideas as usual. But um, yeah, how Thank about you? you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, I'm at. Sorry, I just wanted to say I'm at 288k in terms of overall rank, which could be worse, I suppose. So that's one saving grace because yeah, because yeah. before before um, Sunday or Monday, I think I was at at 400k. So it's not too. But sorry.
2: Yeah. No, so my week was actually quite good for a change. I uh, finished with 73 points, which was wow. a nice green arrow for me. The star of the show was Mr. Ollie Watkins. Finally returned after me putting faith in him. And brilliant performance against Arsenal. Kane was the captain, so he came through as well for me. You can't really go wrong. I think I've captained him the last... No, it wasn't in the last three game weeks because I think I changed it to Sterling for one of the other game weeks. But Kane is being Mr. Consistent right now, so I'm quite liking that. And yes, some other players returned. You know, Taylor got a clean sheet. Justin got a clean sheet. McCarthy got a clean sheet. Rashford scored, um, even though he didn't manage to nick that goal off um, Fernandes, <laughs> which I was disappointed with. And right. Zahar... Also, did Zara score again assist, but he got me points? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think it was an assist actually. Yeah, it was an assist.
2: So, yeah, overall, I was pretty happy with my game week. I'm pretty happy with the team. Some surgery needs to happen, but I think we'll go into that in more detail at a later point in the pod.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, just before we uh, move on, I noticed that you don't have a salary in your team anymore. And I think the obvious advantage of that, or at least. The advantage for uh, Gaming Kate is that you were able to spread the cash a little bit around, I think. Have I got that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I thought about Salah and I thought, of the fixtures he had coming up at the point where I was thinking of bringing him in, I compared him to some of the other guys I had. And I thought, I don't really see Salah going wild, especially with the spread of goals At Liverpool right now, it's it's not just Salah who's returning. Salah, Mane, and now Jota, and now Jota. So I so I thought. Well, looking at Tottenham, it's mostly Son and Kane. Looking at the Everton team, who are in form, DCL is a must-have, but Rodriguez is very cheap. He's you know, just under half the price of Salah, and he is, you know, doing just as well as him. And then I thought about Rashford and Zaha. Rashford is the main man for Manchester City. at the at the time. I had him, I had him in, and he was cheaper than Salah, so it didn't make sense to take him out. No. But also looking at Zaha, he is literally the main man for Palace, and he was winning a lot of you know fouls and stuff. And I was thinking he would be taking penalties too, so no, I couldn't yeah. justify bringing Salah in at that point however moving forward I can see Liverpool's fixtures are turning so okay. you know all I right. might bring Salah in because some of the other teams are going to have harder fixtures now
0: yeah so obviously well fair enough
1: You're all about to witness monumental
0: so if we just move on to the first topic I don't think we need to do a preview just yet because um, game week nine is not until the 21st of November so that's like a, a good week away week and a half away yeah. And a exactly. lot of teams, man. So um, was there anything you wanted to bring up first? Because I know I mentioned in the chat that perhaps the Chelsea defence should be turning some of our heads. Or is there something else you wanted to bring up before that? No, not really. We can just go for the usual <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so teams, yeah, uh, in... <laughs> obviously, uh, after me spending a season and a half banging on about how Frank Lampard doesn't know how to defend, the Chelsea team managed a clean sheet, or did they? No, wait, did they manage a clean sheet? I'm getting ahead Chelsea. of myself. No, they, no, didn't. they
2: didn't. But they, some they of the defenders.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically, Chelsea... I mean, they managed a clean sheet against Burnley, and then against Sheffield United, even though they conceded one, Chilwell got on the score sheet. So, basically, yeah, what you're yeah. getting for your money is attacking defenders. We know Chilwell likes to get forward. Reese James, when he plays, he likes to get forward. And Zuma's chipping in with some headed goals. I think he's got three now. So even if you don't get a clean sheet with Chelsea, and Frank has got that team playing the way he wants, they're unlikely to take a spanking. You know, are you looking at a good chance of attacking returns with a Chelsea defender as well?
2: Good question. (laughs) Good question. I think Chilwell is worth it for his price. I mean, comparing him to Trent and Robbo, and if you remember in previous years, Trent and Robertson used to be 5.5 and 6 mil, respectively.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: And then after they had the amazing season, they both went to 7 mil. Yeah. And then this season, Trent went to 7.5 and Robertson was still at 7. Now, Chilwell yeah. being at 5.7 and with the fixtures he has coming up and with The performance he's displaying right now, he is definitely one to definitely consider, I'd say. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have to admit, even though I like to be patient with my players, well, I was going to say I wanted to keep the patience with Alexander-Arnold. But I think that decision is being made for me by the looks of things. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the last I heard, they were talking like a couple of months out.
2: seriously is no,
0: that, that too much <laughs> okay that, that might not be too much but the thing is he's expensive and obviously he's taking up a lot of my budget and if he's not going to be playing I might as well make the shift to Chilwell the thing is though yeah. everybody's noticed how good Chillwell is it's not just me
2: and
0: he's currently at 28% ownership by the time the international breaks over I'm expecting that to be at 30 or 35 and I reckon um, a lot
2: of eat the wild cards as well
0: yeah yeah, that's right. If they could eat even higher, uh, you're absolutely right. And uh, so the advantage of having him is not going to be great. But the thing is, points are points, you know, um, if everybody's getting the points and so be it. You know, DCL is not a secret anymore. <laughs> Every time he scores, everyone gets points. But that's just how it goes. Chilwell certainly. And we know how he likes to get forward because he was doing that at Leicester all the time as well. And Frank seemed quite happy to have him do it. And in fact, I think he actually said in an interview uh, because at the Sheffield United game, uh, I think it was Ziyech who pinged the ball into the far post, and then Chilwell arrived just you know just to just to kind of slot it in just as the ball was about to go out. And and then he actually said that they've been practicing that him attacking the far post when the ball gets crossed over. And if, if Frank's asking him to do that, it's like it's like a gimme, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so there's Chilwell, obviously, and then Zuma, who's actually got 48 points, and Chilwell's got 41. You know, he's a centre-back, and it seems like him and Silva is the preferred choice for Frank, and uh, clearly they're aiming for him at corners as well.
2: Yeah, Zuma is a good shout. He's Mm. cheaper. He's an attacking threat with aerial balls. It's just a case of how many corners will he get to attack in comparison to clean sheets? So, we know that clean sheets is not a thing where we're seeing many of this season. So, is he really worth getting him as opposed to some cheaper attacking fullbacks? You know, you've got some good fullbacks at Wolves, you've got some good fullbacks at Southampton, you've got some good fullbacks at Palace, even though, especially now um, Van Arnold is back now as well. So, you have to think, would you... Put money on Zuma, or would you put money on some of the cheaper alternatives? It's, it's a tough one.
0: It's true, the price is a factor certainly. And then uh, obviously there's Reese James, but
2: yeah, his, it, I would say the problem is his game time isn't guaranteed.
0: No, it, it isn't. It's a, you're dicing with death there. Although every time <laughs> he plays, if you talk to Chelsea fans, every time he plays, they think he's the best thing since sliced bread. To be fair, yeah. he has played 90 minutes in their last three league games, but I don't know what the, um, what the setup has been for uh, the, uh, the games in Europe. So, I mean, who knows? I always thought uh, Chelsea would find it hard to drop Quetta, but <laughs> apparently they don't have a problem with that no. now. No, no, no. Uh, so yeah, maybe one to keep an eye on and just to make sure he's actually is, uh, he is nailed. It's, it's weird because last season, Frank was pretty loyal to Tomori and Rudiger and Christensen, now they're not getting a, a look in. You know, he says he's made up with Rudiger, but then he would say that, wouldn't he? Of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> especially not made up of. No, no, I don't know what's happening there. But he's probably off to buy in, you know. Uh,
2: that's how it <laughs> normally goes. <laughs> You're all
1: about to witness a monumental throwdown.
2: Would you say it's time to ditch... Size from Wolves. The only reason I would say that is
0: if you could save some money doing it because Ait Nuri is cheaper than Size and so is Kilman. And yeah. it looks like Kilman, because he plays so well every game, it seems like Nuno, Spiritus Santos, is quite happy to
2: stick with people who play well, um, which is yeah. fair now. Yeah. That Nuri guy has got a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's it's a weird one,
0: the the problem they've got at Wolves, if you like, because you've got size who normally plays in the back three, but they were having it left back for a bit. Sorry, left wing back. And then Kilman, who's playing in the back three now. And then Ait Nuri, who is quite capable of playing left wing back. And then Marcel, who they brought in in the first place to play at left wing back and in the back three. So have I, have I lost you yet? <laughs> I'm losing people. They've got two positions that are trying to put four people into it, I should say. Four, four into two. And so I think we're seeing the result of that. Funnily enough, he's still the top scoring defender at Wolves, but um, he's been dropped for one game. I don't think left wing back is his natural position. Ike Nuri's definitely better at playing there, and I assume Marsal is as well, or else they wouldn't have brought him in. Too much competition in that position. Yeah. So but, um, don't even bother. I wouldn't begrudge anybody who wanted to save the money because for almost a million less you can get Killman and he's still a snip at 4.3 still a snip and Wolves are capable of defending well and they look like they found their merger again yeah that's a shout yeah definitely
1: You're all about to witness the down. Uh,
0: what, what did you also want to have a look at for the people
2: for the people out there so I'd be keen to look at what you think some of the some of the teams which have the best fixtures upcoming are um, okay so I can easily do that by just kind of going through them team by team it it shouldn't take too long if we just go through it very quickly probably spend a couple of seconds on each team
0: yeah
2: um okay yeah I'll start off so I'm just going to start with Brighton so, Brighton, they've got Villa, Liverpool, Southampton, Leicester. So, I'm just going for the next four fixtures, just to make yeah. things easy. Yeah. Those are quite hard fixtures. So, if I was anyone, I'd probably stay away from Morpay right now. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah. You know, I've never been entirely convinced by Pay. He looks like one of those strikers who they're not as good as their performances suggest to me. And, you know, which is a bit harsh, because when you watch him play... He does look good, but he just never seems to be able to take it to that next level as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's strange because Brighton are an attacking team. They like to ping it around. They're always looking to attack and play forward. <laughs> they leave big gaping holes at the back for that. But um, it seems to work for them more often than not. So I, I'm not really sure about any of the Brighton attack. The only person I like at Brighton right now is Lamptey like straight up and down it's lampy for me all day long yeah fair enough Yeah.
2: okay next team we've got Burnley they've got Palace at home City away, Everton at home Arsenal away some tough fixtures there as well I'm not going to (laughs) lie what do you think Burnley's chances are of keeping a clean sheet looking at some of the most popular players I'd probably say is Taylor
0: yeah well I mean Ben Mee is back for them now isn't he and they managed to keep a clean sheet in the last game. That's right. Again, I'm going to cautiously say that Burnley are back. And I, I'm going to be cautious about this because last season, I thought that Bournemouth would be able to avoid relegation. They were capable of winning practically any game they play. But Eddie Howe just lost his touch. And there's nothing to say that it might happen to Dyche as well. But let's assume for the time being that he can bring them back to the tight organised team that they've always been so you've got Ben Me back got Tarkowski back I can see some clean sheets I can see a clean sheet against Palace um, I can see a clean sheet against Arsenal yeah that's right Jamie come find me I don't think <laughs> Arsenal <can> going
2: <laughs> to score against but it's a simple <laughs> well when when they've got no creativity I don't see any goals so yeah to be fair yeah,
0: yeah
2: unless, exactly. unless they start creating some great football and really bossing it consistently, then Jamie can't talk. Next team, who are strangely having one of the best seasons of all time, um, Southampton. Um, so Southampton okay, have Wolves United, then they've got easy fixtures with Brighton and Sheffield United. What are your thoughts? That's a bit of a mixture, isn't it? It's a bit of a mixture,
0: but I'm going to sound like a broken record here. I just rate Hassenhutor and his high energy press and inverted wingers. When it works well, it works really, really well. And we've seen it, you know, and they're all capable of defending well at that team. Because effectively, the high energy press is just, you know, attack is the best form of defence. You know, if you're winning the ball back in the opposition half, then you don't really have to defend. You know, that's what Liverpool do. That's what Man City do. And they're starting to look good again. Shea Adams is, is showing us that he can do it without Danny Ings. And Fear Walcott is actually starting to look useful again. And yeah. I, yeah, And I just want to say very quickly, the first time I ever saw him play for Southampton when he was still a kid, He was in the centre of the park. He was practically a number 10 and he just ran the game. To be honest with you, I was always a little bit confused about why Wenger played him as a winger. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's had some good games on the wing. But for me, the way he pretty much, he was like, um, he was like Perlo. He was like a little South Coast Perlow when he was first at Southampton. And now they seem to be playing him down the middle again. I think, he, you know, being back at home, I think he just might have rediscovered
2: his touch. Yeah, no, no, he definitely looked good in that game and you're right, he, he, him in that new position brings something out of it. And I'm not trying to steal the shine from him, but mm. it's quite similar to Ox's story, going to Arsenal, playing on the wings, even playing as a wing back at one point and coming mm-hmm. to Liverpool, he's playing more central and, you know, he's having, he had a season, he had an amazing season, obviously, he, he went off injured, but... You know it makes a massive difference if you feel comfortable where you're playing, so yeah, yeah, so um, um cool. yeah, then we've got Newcastle um and I Whoa. don't really think anyone owns any Newcastle assets um, I think there's still,
0: still a few people, including the f b l Bros that's... team, yeah, it's a difficult one with Newcastle because they just don't seem to be able to make that leap from bottom half of the table to top half of the table, mm-hmm. uh, which means that you're more likely to target games against Newcastle than you are to target games for Newcastle. Again, I don't want to take anything away from uh, Wilson, but he's, he's a streaky player and you've got to catch him when he's in the groove because otherwise you have you banging your head against the wall. Yeah. If Steve Bruce decides to play Fraser a lot more with him, we might see something happen there. I'm just not interested in the defense or any other position if you're after a cheap keeper, and if for some reason you don't want to have Martinez or Matt Ryan or uh, McCarthy, then I suppose you could go for Darlow, because I don't know when Dubravka's coming back. And I think you can get Darlow for a snip. Or oh, have I got yeah. that wrong?
2: Let me just no, check. No, you, no, you haven't. Well,
0: no, he's, he's five. Yeah, no, they're asking five million for him now. Cheeky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cheeky. Anyway, um, they, they do sure. have Chelsea. <laughs> Palace, Sorry? Villa and West Brom coming up. So there is a chance they can keep at least two clean sheets from those games.
0: It's true. It's true. But if I were going to go with a Newcastle player, I mean, I suppose it'd be Wilson or St. Maximin, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, there was some talk about and that guy, what's his name? Uh, the one who takes some set pieces. Murphy? Do you know what?
2: I don't I like the look of any of them, to be honest with you. All right, fair enough. Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> All right, So, moving on from Newcastle, we're going to fairly big teams. So you've got Everton, um, who have started out quite well. Their next four fixtures are actually quite good um, offensively, I believe. They've got Fulham, Leeds, Burnley and Chelsea.
0: Yeah, I think I'd be watching Everton with interest. Um, let's just see how quickly they can get things back on track. Okay. Anything can happen, but they're going to have Rashadson. So would you double
2: up still? So they've got uh, Fulham, Leeds, Burnley, Chelsea.
0: Yeah, that's right. Would I double up on Everton? Would I double up on Everton? Well, I still think Rodriguez is, Rodriguez is at a really nice price. And what more is there left to be said about his quality? He's just got it in spades. DCL, you know, he's kind of getting to that point as whether you, you might want to think about how much you're spending on him. I mean, don't get me wrong; he ticks over with the points, which is what you want. But I don't know if you can call him explosive. And you know, you know, the more expensive he gets, the more you start to think six points every week. And I, but um, he, he's still sort of a decent price. So of those two, yes, I'm not sure about Dean because they don't seem yeah. keeping a clean sheet. Yes, um, yeah, and 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 again, I'm not really sure if there's anybody else really. It's a difficult one because I think everybody assumed that Ancelotti would kick on with Everton. And so there's quite a premium on some of their prices at the moment. I mean, I wouldn't blame you if you went for Calvert-Lewin and say Richarlison as well, because I think Richarlison's on, on penalties. And even though he's had a bit of a stop-start season, I've always rated the guy. So if you've got nothing better to do with your money, maybe the double-up is on. But, I mean, the Fulham games. That's a gimme, basically. Leeds, yeah. um, there's just going to be goals, I assume. Burnley, you might be a little bit concerned. And if they struggle against Burnley, I would definitely look at trading down it's to just EPL for the Chelsea game.
2: OK. Smart moves, smart moves. Cool. Thank you.
1: You're all about to witness mm-hmm.
2: a monumental <laughs> Next, we've got United. United, obviously, they've been up and down, did... Terribly against Arsenal, and then did Wonders against Everton. What are your mm. thoughts? The next four fixtures are West Brom, Southampton, West Ham, who we know can't be underestimated, and mm. Manchester City. Oh my goodness, see, Man United. How do you solve a problem <laughs> like Man United? <laughs> it's, just, it's too much. All right, much. let's start with attackers. Are attacking-wise. you saying get attackers or hold attackers if you already have them, or ditch? Which one of the um,
0: 3 they definitely hold. I okay. wouldn't be in a massive rush to get them just, yeah. I know I've yeah. talked in the past about the fact that they're, they're going to have a double game week coming up. But as, as I said in the chat, it's looking quite tight about when that's actually going to be. And if it's not just before Christmas, it might be, you know, just after. So there's still plenty of time to get them in before they actually do get the double game week. There's soon be a massive rush now. I certainly wouldn't ditch with WBA coming up. I mean... There yeah. again, that's yeah, another yeah.
2: gimmick.
0: Yeah. Um, That's going, going to be some good points. Yeah, Southampton's going to be an interesting one. We'll see if Man United play it like get the Southampton who turn up at Spurs or, or what because they could have some joy there. West Ham should be an interesting one because Man United versus West Ham normally does throw up some interesting results. And again, David Moyes might have a point to prove.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the,
0: the last. City. is... This City, well, see, this is the thing. For a longest time, for most of the season, actually, I've been thinking, I don't know if this City are quite, you know, the City of old. Even though they're winning games, they're not thrashing teams, which is what you want. You know, if you're, you're paying 10, 11 or 12 million for a midfielder, you need, to be, you need them to be getting, like, two goals, don't you, really? Yeah. Um, having said that, Jesus is back. So I, I, a lot of people are saying that's going to improve the attack. Actually, I just want to say one thing. I think the last Man City game, De Bruyne actually missed a penalty and like everybody was so surprised he missed the penalty and everybody's so surprised every time he has a bad game but I'm not he's not perfect and he does have bad games and he can't do it all on his own and so what I say to people is that and he's not quite as reliable as you think and part of the reason I say that is because when he first came to Man City and he was starting to get a lot of games I actually put him in my team this is going back maybe four or five seasons ago even, and he was quite a frustrating person to own because it was obviously he was a talent, but there were plenty of games where um, no matter how hard he tried, it just didn't come off. And now you've got to pay, what, 10 or 11 million for him? I'm yes. saying just be careful, that's all. I still like the look of Sterling. I mean, he's there to score goals. What more could you want? And if he doesn't score, them, he's probably going to get fouled for a penalty. It's all good, you know. So um, That's how I see it anyway a <laughs> Man United versus Man City with Jesus playing or even if Aguero's back and fit and ready to start which yeah, I doubt yeah it's it's not looking good for him is it you know they're not expecting him back until the end of the month so mm. we'll just see I, I think with, with the Man United I guess Fernandes if you want to spend that money Rashford still looks good to me I've still got faith yeah. in Greenwood although for some reason people don't seem to think he's going to be as good this season as he was towards the restart period. But the only question I would say to that is, well, why? He's playing in the same team, he's playing in the same position. Why is he suddenly worse? I mean, out of Fernandes and Rashford, he's cheapest, so I say... Would well, we you see in the last game, he didn't start, did he? They started Van. No, that's he's- true actually, but the thing about Solskjaer is I'd like to think he knows when he's got a good thing and let's face it, even though the restart period they didn't have really any tough games through the restart period and which is how they built up a lot of their momentum the fact is Greenwood, Rashford and Marshall as a front three it just works and Man United know that, Ollie probably knows that and when he starts messing around because he's really been feeling the pressure lately he's just going back to what works so I mean I'm just saying this as an observer for all I know Oli's still going to keep messing around with that Formation because his critics are starting to get under his skin, aren't they? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see that last interview? you go. Well, they were just top there, and set up to lose. Everybody wanted them to lose. It was about <laughs> it was them
2: losing.
0: It's all right, Mace. All right. We've right. been thinking that since you took up the job, not just since last week.
2: Yeah, he was not pleased one bit, was he?
0: No.
2: Cool. All right. That's good. So that's United covered. Next, we're going to breeze through the remaining ones. So we've got Palace, who obviously shocked Leeds with a result. And they've got some good fixtures coming up. They've got Burnley, Newcastle, West Brom, and then they've got Spurs. Yeah, yeah.
0: well, I mean, you've already mentioned Zaha. Again, what's left to be said? He's practically playing up front this season. So uh, he's out of position as a midfielder. I know Jamie mentioned S. A and uh, I was more like kind of wait and see but the quality of that free kick he took oh my days brilliant wasn't it, it
2: went straight in
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was very very slick if I just have a quick look about how much you can get him for 5.8 I'd be very tempted if you had a slot around that price point and you were wondering what to do with it so yeah I mean again the panics aren't going to knock your socks off. Most of the time they are not going to score more than one goal but again it's about what you get for your money and Scott Downs seems to be back there was a time where you could rely on him to head in a goal and yeah, um, yeah so I, and then he, he became very expensive but he's yours for 4.4 4 now so you could do a lot worse the occasional yeah. clean sheet which we know the cap, Palace are capable of and certainly with those fixtures yeah. yeah obviously we don't know what's going to happen when they face Spurs but You know, if you've got a run that features Newcastle and West Brom, why
2: not? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that one. Then you've got Leeds and the real deal Bamford. (laughs) So they've got Arsenal, Everton, Chelsea, West Ham. Not easy fixture to saw, but Leeds have already proven that it doesn't matter how, how big of a team you are. They will score against you and they've done that against almost every single team this season. So what are your thoughts? that's true so pistol patrick bamford um, (laughs) and
0: showing us all how it's done yeah i'm still keen on the guy because he's going to get chances and you know some of these teams aren't as tight as they should be as in everton Mm -hmm. and chelsea i still don't know what's happening with the arsenal defense and west ham are also capable of leaking goals And with the way Bielsa sets up, he just seems to know how to break anybody down. Whether they're going to keep a clean sheet at the other end, obviously, obviously is another story. So Balfour's good. The full-backs, who I mentioned right at the beginning of the season, Dallas and Ayling, they they also might be worth, I think it's 4.5 for each, particularly Dallas, because sometimes Bielsa plays him in midfield. So, you know, he could be worth a shout. I'm not really sure about the rest. Um, I, I know, like, Jamie and James have got Costa in their team haven't
2: they Mm. I don't know about him (laughs) I don't know I don't know So maybe just look at Bamford for now and then as fixtures turn better you can look at some other options Yeah Yeah yeah. I'm not going to overthink it Bamford for now You're all about to witness a monumental
1: throwdown
2: Then next, we've got Chelsea. They've got an average set of fixtures coming up. They've got Newcastle, Tottenham, Leeds and Everton. Obviously, Chelsea have a lot of midfield options and attacking options. We spoke briefly about Chilwell, but with the, like I said, the fixtures are average. They've got Newcastle, Tottenham, Leeds and Everton. So it's not the best fixtures, but it's not the most difficult either. What are your thoughts? I cautiously say that like many people, it seems like it's
0: working out for them. Um, but the thing it's why it's cautious for me is that even though the players are very good, I'm still not sure about Lampard myself. And I worry <laughs> that if he comes up against a manager who's capable of outsmarting him, it doesn't matter how much talent he's got on the field, they're not going to do anything. <laughs> Having said that, Werner is quite obviously going to be worth the money. And he's on penalties now. It's just, just insane. Uh, I also, I have to eat my words about Ziyech, because when he got a start a couple of weeks ago, I mean, he had one shot and one goal. I thought, oh, well, he didn't really do much. But in the last game, he did a heck of a lot. So he's for yeah. 8.1. If Havertz is fit, he's also 8.3. And obviously, there's a perennial favourite, Pulisic, but I don't know when he's going to be back. He's 8.2. And yeah, he's he's done his hammy, and they don't know when he's going to be back. I know I mentioned Mason Mount before, um, <laughs> purely because of his price. Do you know what? I'm not going to say anything more. I want you to weigh in on that. What do you think? Because you weren't there the last the last pod when I mentioned
2: him. I don't think Mount this season is Mount last season. And um, I don't think he's someone I'd even dream of touching. Um, <laughs> there's way, way better options out there. Um, like you said, Zijic is, Zijic is a good option. Kulisic, when he comes back in form, will, I reckon, be in that team as well. And they've got, you know, on the bench, you've got your Tamis who obviously plays more in the attacking role, but you never know with Frank and how you set up the team. You've got your CHO, so you've got your Cullen Hazanodoy. Hazanodoy, that's it, sorry. You've got him as well, playing well, who's trying to to break into that first team. So you've got quite a few options there. So I wouldn't touch Mount right now. As Mm. much as Frank loves him off, I'm, I'm keeping away from him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and Callum Hudson on the door is only 5.7 actually, so yeah. if he gets to play more, um, he'd certainly be worth it, uh, I think, worth the risk yes. as well, you No, know. so yeah, you, there's a number of midfielders we've mentioned around that kind of sort of 5.5 to 6 bracket, and even though they don't, may not necessarily always play, they've all shown themselves to be talented and capable of getting points, so It might be a risky pick, but one that just might pay off, especially with some of these fixtures. You're right. The run itself is kind of a bit of a mixed bag. But I mean, they can get something against Newcastle and they can I think they can get a goal against Everton, even though they might not necessarily win the game. And yeah, yeah, the Leeds one is going to be mind blowing. But Tottenham, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, you know, both managers might just not want to lose that game rather than going out to yeah. win it. So that could be a, quite a low-scoring affair. That's famous last words, though, isn't it?
2: <laughs> famous last words, indeed. And I'm yeah. going to do one more. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to cover half the teams this pod, and I'm sure we're going to have another pod later on because um, it's yeah. a long break. So it we'll is. probably cover the other half in that pod. Oh, definitely. Um, so be good to get some feedback as well from people just let us know if you're finding these help you know going through these teams helpful or not Um, if you want us to do anything else on top of that
0: questions questions as well on on, yeah on Twitter at the moment if you get to at
2: FPL underscore bros it's up with your questions too yeah finally we've got Sheffield United very very boring team this season for me Um, (laughs) I do hate to say that Because last season they were very exciting. The contrast is like ridiculous this season, don't you think?
0: It's mind-blowing. You know, sometimes, I think I mentioned this before, a big part of selecting players and even doing transfers is getting players who are hungry and keeping them hungry, rather, I should say. And I can't help wondering whether some of the Sheffield United boys think, oh, well, that's it, we've done it now. Got promoted Sheffield United. (laughs) put myself in the shop window, see who else is going to come up for me because I'm done with this team now. They seem to have lost a bit of their edge. So, yeah, yeah I'm worried for them.
2: Is yeah, the, the headline. They've got West Ham, West Brom, Leicester, Southampton.
0: Yeah. Apart from West Brom, I really do think that they're going to be the, the bad end of the rest <laughs> of those features. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, agree with you. I agree with you on that. Cool. As far as who I would have in their team... I can't really think of anyone, you know, <laughs> it's just hard because the problem with Chris Wilder is that he's always messing around with his attack. So, you know, who's going to play there? Paul, um, is it Rian Brewster?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, you're watching a game and he's clearing shots off the line. You think, you know, you don't want your striker clearing shots off the line. I don't think he's getting it's much joke. service there. I mean, if you want to only play two strikers up front, And have one on the bench who's going to get one or two points Then by all means put him in your team But I don't think the rest of the team are much use for anything You know, there's very little that convinces me That you're going to get points out of Sheffield United Uh, I may be eating my words uh, later on But at the moment, nah,
2: nah I hear that and I agree with you on that as well Cool
1: about to witness
2: the down. Well, we've covered half the teams this week, or in today's pod, I should say, and we'll cover the yeah. other half in the next pod um, in the same format. But yeah, it's going to be interesting keeping an eye on some of the international games, seeing how some of the teams perform. I did look at the Portugal game just to see if Jota played, um, but Ronaldo was back. Um, All right. so, but Semeda played, he played well. And ah. um Silva played as well and he played well. So um,
0: Oh wow.
2: You know, I haven't really seen Silva play much for, for City this season, so just maybe something to keep an eye out there for. But you know, it's just it's just kind of a FYI. Yeah, I, I
0: think Pep's got that problem where he as he increases the game time of some of his fringe players like Foden, mm. you know, and he's obviously trying to get Torres up to speed as well, inevitably the the big stars of a a couple of seasons back, I'm finding there's being pushed back a bit, and as well, I think Mahrez certainly for costing sixty million. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't he still City's record signing? I could be wrong about that. You know, Mahrez? so this is a one. Sorry, I don't think Mahrez is City's record signing. Oh, okay. Um, maybe, maybe Rodri, or it's possible he even paid more for for uh, Diaz. Actually, anyway. Yeah he's he's got a problem there but I do expect to see a lot more uh, from silver at some point uh definitely he's just, he's just got to start playing these people more and uh but yeah it'll be interesting. Yeah obviously I saw that DCL took a penalty for England and that certainly raised my eyebrows. What
2: did you make of that? Um I actually didn't watch the game I just I just saw the um highlights but yeah I did yeah. see him take the penalty and I was quite kind of shocked that he took it. He's not really a penalty taker for Everton, is he? So no. him, him taking the penalty for England was a bit of a surprise, especially with some of the players on the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 to be fair, what happens in the national team doesn't reflect what could happen in the Prem, but it is something, it is food for thought. I do I do, I do get where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. No, you're right there. It is. It, In many ways, it's quite different, but I still couldn't help thinking, hmm, you know. (laughs) Interesting. Yes, exactly. Plus, it was a decent penalty as well. You know, it was uh, not like uh, a man look man. Oh, dear. Oh, no,
2: don't. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I feel, you know, when you watch something, you cringe. Yeah. Literally, that's what happened to me when I watched that. It was horrible,
0: wasn't it? And, like, if I'd been him, I would have just covered my face all the way down to the tunnel. Like, because you know, when you see his face, he knows how badly he messed up there. Manager must have been fuming. he could barely contain himself in the interview. Like, he must have been getting all sorts thrown at him. Teacups, pizza, boots, chalk, chalk wash, (laughs) fighters. (laughs) <laughs> the, the tactics board, everything just ping, ping, ping,
2: bam, pow. Wow, dear, if, oh dear. If the fans were in the crowd, they'd have been using their masks as a catapult <laughs> to just launch items at him. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear,
0: wow. Wow, we. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see him anywhere near a penalty shootout anytime soon. I don't think so, either. Nah. All
1: Um,
0: all right, then. Well, I think we can knock it on the head there. As you said, there's going to be plenty to get into on the next pod. If you're listening to us on YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe. It's all completely free. And, you know, we will need you to show us some love because it's all good we've got the twitter handle the link is in the description as well so if you listen to the youtube version click on there go straight to our twitter feed and hit us up with some questions or you know just for general chat it's all good um so yeah i think that's all that's left for me to say is good
2: night take care guys have a good week and speak to you very shortly